She leads, she thrives. The home of inspired conversations, practical and creative wisdom, expansive leadership and business insights, abundant braggadocious moments of celebration, and useful info you can actually do something with. You'll hear about mindset, marketing, money, magnetism, self-awareness and the Thrive Factor framework, its archetypes and more. Amplify your role as a leader, a self-led soul. Tap into your effortless success zone. Turn your ingeniousness and wisdom into profitable income streams. From solo shows to guests you'll definitely want more from, there's something for every ambitious, ingenious soul. I'm Shannon Dunn, a true OG of the business coaching space with an obsession with thriving. You are so welcome here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, superstars, welcome to episode 61 and the sixth and final in our Thrive Factor Archetypes Business Insight series. Now, let me say right up front, if you haven't tuned into previous episodes in the series, you can catch them at episode 42, where I introduce you to the mentor, teacher and shapeshifter alchemist. Episode 44, we saw the advocate, rescuer and inspire believer featured. Now that episode alone, not saying that the others haven't been popular, but that one is the most popular in terms of downloads, which I can see there's a lot of advocate, rescuer, inspire believers out there. Episode 47, the focus was pioneer seeker and mediator diplomat, 49 for the visionary creator and the heroine adventurer. And then a couple of weeks ago, episode 59 for the liberator engineer and networker connector. Now, all episodes have been super popular, and I love seeing that the downloads increase weekly as you tap into all the archetypal wisdom shared. Every time I've shared a new episode in this series, I have tagged the episodes from the previous focuses on the archetypes. And also going back to episode 16, right, oh God, it feels like such a long time ago. It's not a year ago now, but it's getting close to that, where I actually did the very first introduction to all 12 archetypes. So as I've also previously shared in this series, the focus is on sharing the the key highlights and considerations for you as a business soul so that you can expand, deepen and embody your knowledge about the archetypes in focus. Now, if you're a new listener to She Leads, She Thrives, welcome. I'm Shannon Dunn, your host, founder of the Thrive Factor Framework and its 12 unique archetypes, which we've been featuring in this series. Now, the creation of these archetypes and the framework goes back to 2009. So they've been making an impact for a while now. And the vision that I have, having that I have, or seeing that I have the visionary creator archetype, is that they will be making a significant rippling impact across the world, certainly for my entire lifetime. And this is my legacy work. So I intend on leaving this here in some safe hands somewhere, somehow, and being able to continue to ripple this work out into the world. So today, excitedly, the focus is on the queen ruler and mother nurturer, the final two archetypes in this series, or to wrap us around up for the whole 12. Before I get into the archetypes for today, I'm going to share, as I have done in previous episodes, focusing on the archetypes in this series, a few resources related to the Thrive Edge archetypes and profiling. As I mentioned, you can hear a high-level introduction to all 12 archetypes in episode 16. There are 12, so it really is a very high level, but it'll give you a sense of their names and a little bit about each of them. 
And this episode definitely gets new downloads every time I share one in this series. And I love that I can see that people, so many of you are going back and listening. Such a fabulous thing. Thank you. And if you don't yet know your Thrive Factor archetypes, there are a number of ways to connect with them. You can start with a free assessment, which I am also seeing more and more people do. There's always a link in the show notes to this. This will confirm one of a possible three to six Thrive Factor archetypes that you could have. It's such an ideal way to get started, just to whet your appetite and get intrigued, getting to know a bit about who you are. I literally was just messaging with someone on Instagram and Facebook because they shared their experience of taking the free assessment and meeting one of their archetypes, but just messaging them in the last last day. And she was saying, this is just me, 100%. Not going to share what her archetype was, but I love that I saw a comment from someone in her community or perhaps it was a friend on her Instagram that said, if I didn't know or you hadn't shared that this was an archetype, I would have 100% thought I was reading like a, you know, an insight into exactly who you are. So, you know, time and time again, I get this feedback and I'm so, so delighted that I do, that this one system, the Thrive Factor Framework and her 12 archetypes is so accurate, so on point, so descriptive, so affirmative, so many, so many different things. And often people will share with me that they've taken so many different types of assessments, quizzes, all the things. I know I've done it, still do it. And I find it a lot of fun to get that personal insight, even though I go back to my Thrive Factor archetypes, the four of them over and over again, I'm always been a curious soul. But people will share with me that they've, whatever it is that they've taken or or learned about themselves, and they're always like, but it didn't quite resonate. There was so too many things about it that, yeah, a lot was me and a lot was like, that's so not me. So I sit with gratitude every day for creating the Thrive Factor framework and her archetypes and being able to share it with you. So if you do want 100% confirmation of your archetypes or what we refer to as your Thrive Factor profile, there are three options for that. There's the Thrive Factor Insights where you take the assessment, receive a detailed personalized report that a member of my team creates. There's no automation in this. We can't automate the results and just spit out a report. And I love the fact that that time care consideration is taken to create your report for you. And this also gives you an opportunity to get insights into a couple of questions that you can ask. So I'll tap into your archetypes to provide insights to those questions. And I add those personally, spend the time to do that, to add them into your report. So there's a link in the show notes to access that insights experience. And the Thrive Factor experience, as we call it, offers two options, which includes one-on-one sessions and coaching as well. The first is the Thrive Factor experience. This is where you can access the assessment, detailed report is created for you, and a one-on-one coaching session to meet your archetype so you can understand your Thrive Factor in more detail. And then the second option is what we refer to as the Thrive Factor experience amplified. It's a three-session experience. First one, we meet your archetypes. The second is to explore your life, career, or business through the lens of your archetypes. And the third is to understand the nuances of the relationships between your archetypes with a particular focus on the points of harmony and potential disharmony. And I've said this many times over, it's this final session I personally believe is the most valuable. They all have incredible value, but it's here that you truly meet yourself and you can both activate and amplify thriving on your terms because you're now, you have 
uh, valuable information about yourself that you can't unlearn. And this is also where the wisdom comes together and you can accelerate your potential to unlock and harness what I refer to as your effortless success zone. So as always, links for those will be in the bio for today's session. So today's session, as can you tell, pick up the coaching me for today's episode as they are for every one of the episodes in this series. In fact, there's links around a Thrifactor profiling and coaching in the main uh, information that we share in the show notes every week. Okay, let's get into talking about each of today's archetypes. And I will just say that in terms of choosing which archetypes to focus on when, I've been very intuitively guided. I have always been an intuitive soul. I can accredit that to my combination of my inspirer, believer, mental teacher, and visionary creator archetypes. Not that my liberator engineer is not intuitive, but the other three are more so inclined to be that way. And then over all these weeks that we've been sharing these episodes in this series with all the other different incredible episodes with guests in our first birthday series in between, it's just the, the there has been two archetypes that have just naturally come together. So the final two then what we have to wrap this series up, if you like, is the queen ruler and the mother nurturer. So let's get into talking about each of today's archetypes. If you have the queen ruler as part of your thrive factor, this is the archetype who is the inclusive leader. She has a gift of leadership that magnetizes a loyal following her way. So it's important for her to hold that space for others. It's key to things like her money prowess and also for her marketing. Things to know about the queen ruler. She's a designer who sees and shares the beauty in her world, like the environment her environment is incredibly important for a queen ruler. It's It's got to be just so. It's got to look a certain way for her. This is an archetype that is not swayed by emotion when it comes to decision. Now, that doesn't mean she doesn't have incredibly emotional other archetypes in her thrive factor. She can be perceived as being quite cutthroat. Like that's a big term to use, but it's felt like the most appropriate one. But that really comes about when she feels threatened and she will execute if needed. And again, another big word to use, but if a queen ruler believes that she's been done wrong by, she will often very quickly remove the person, the group, whoever, whatever it is from her life. And it's done, decisions made, this isn't working for me, move on. So that's where the no emotion or lack of emotion comes in. As I said, even when she has other archetypes, she is naturally a leader of large groups, but doesn't always end up leading large groups, but she has that potential. So an ability to lead an empire. And I know there's a lot of of um, different aspects to that word that not isn't necessarily an appropriate word to use. And I fully understand that through the lens of the DEI work that I have done and the incredible mentoring I've had in the past with Annie Guturu, who is a, an inclusive business mentor. But it was the right word for when we're talking queen energy. And certainly the word empire, community, um, but more empire is used historically with the queen kind of archetypes. She's a decision maker. She likes high-end things, quality and luxury, a key for the queen ruler. Doesn't mean she's materialistic though. She tends to have a smaller number of things, but the highest quality she can buy. 
and her environment, as I mentioned earlier, is incredibly important to her and is often like her castle, if you want to think about it that way. So now we're going to move into a summary of the four M's of momentum, mindset, marketing, money, and magnetism for the Queen Ruler. From a mindset perspective, as I said, she is into things and, and has a, a thinking kind of space around things being decadent, quality-driven, regal, generous, and presence is also another mindset thing that's important for a Queen Ruler. They're the key words to what you're all about when you are a Queen Ruler. However, you want to remember to show that you care about others in all that you do and to rule or lead from the heart. From a marketing perspective, this is somewhere where you're an effortless leader. People will look to you for direction. So you want to provide it generously and with beauty and style because that's who you are and what you stand for. You can simply allow yourself to lead and to accept this key role in your life and business for denying it is where you're going to kind of have challenges and frustrations arise. It's where the shadow will come up. You want to share the quality of what you create and how you work so that the rest of us can relate to your high standards and the kind of regal, high-end VIP experience that we have a potential to experience in your world, as well as the leadership that we can benefit from. From a money perspective, it is all about quality for you in all you do and all you own. And equally, owning your value in a generous, humble way can create more wealth and abundance for you. You really are a regal one at heart. Remembering you have additional archetypes, you're not just a queen ruler. I guess it's why I thought to say that is that so many queen rulers I know only talk about themselves as a queen ruler and kind of forget. I don't know whether it's deliberate or or just a playful way. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter really, but kind of forget they have other archetypes, but you are not just one archetype ever. But this regal energy that you have, you get the importance of money and investing wisely. So keep doing what you're doing and enjoy surrounding yourself with quality, quality things, quality experiences, quality people. Magnetism, when you allow yourself to be a leader and you nurture your followers, you will be a leader among those followers. It's not about being out front and being seen as the one in charge. When you rule from a heart filled with generous compassion, that empire that you desire or that community you desire will be more effortlessly created or attracted to you and it will be filled with ideal followers eager to be a part of what you create. Just as a side note here as well, I have seen so frequently the advocate rescue archetype show up when a woman has the queen ruler. One of the things I love about that is that when that's the case, the potential to lead from the heart space and from a space of compassion and to be the compassionate queen is amplified significantly. If you don't have the advocate rescue and you're sure you've got the queen ruler archetype, don't think you're missing out. The combination of your other archetypes will 100% influence your queen ruler and the way that you show up as a leader. So at this point, I've been sharing an activation question for the archetype and for the queen ruler, that is, where am I feeling threatened or challenged? So in any kind of situation where a queen ruler doesn't kind of feel like things are in flow, where she feels a sense of maybe threat or unease, that is the question to go to. Where am I feeling threatened or challenged? And just to explore that ideal, this question, this activation question for things like journaling. A profitable wisdom focus for the queen ruler. 
So as the designer of this sisterhood of archetypes, you bring beauty to the world. So the solutions focused on high-end products and services are your thing. Property is also something you love because your home and the pieces of property that you are likely to own or desire to own are like your castle. Like We've got to use those queenly words here. You want to be the leader and show others how to connect to their own inner queen, whether they have the queen ruler or not. You may have heard me share at different times that I very much subscribe to a lot of traditional archetypal psychology belief that in an archetypal system or framework like this, we each have access to all of the archetypes. So while you may not have the queen ruler or the pioneer seeker, which is the other queenly archetype that is defined as a queen, doesn't mean that you can't access these qualities, right? So as a queen ruler, though, it is incredibly important that you can, as I said, be the leader and show others how to connect to their own inner queen and their ability to lead and how to bring beauty and beautiful experiences to life. It is so effortless for you to do and others love to know how you do it, yeah? Content ideas, anything that is aligned with your products and your services where you can demonstrate your leadership and your aspirations. You want to think quality and about a VIP style experience. Think, you know, red carpet, you know, I'm I'm just like, I'm visualizing more than I can even get the words out what I've experienced with Queen Rulers. I'm thinking about some of the, the brands of some of the Queen Rulers that we've had on the podcast. You know, they, imagery wise, they They've got rich color. There's often a metallic color involved, usually gold. I don't tend to see a lot of silver or bronze showing up in uh, any or platinum's hard to create from a visual experience. But, you know, there's it's something really different about being in the space of a queen ruler. And you'll know it if you, this is an archetype that you don't resonate with for yourself. You'll get, I'm sure you can imagine or think of a queen ruler or potential queen ruler in your world. Now, potential challenges for the queen ruler, ego, it's, probably the biggest potential challenge and part of the shadow that can show up for a queen ruler. Also things like rapid expansion without reliable and trusted support, mistrusting her own leadership potential, feeling threatened by others, like allowing her to feel threatened, herself to feel threatened or challenged by others. So focusing on that, I've seen a lot of queen rulers do a lot of focus on on others. And they are particularly uh, other women that have also the queen ruler archetype or the pioneer seeker. And sometimes mentor teachers, there's something about the ego that can come with the knowledge and wisdom of a mentor teacher that I have seen challenge that same ego aspect of the queen ruler. What you want to do, though, is hang out with visionary creators. I have so many queen ruler clients and so many friends that have the queen ruler archetype. My mum has a queen ruler archetype. It's very present in the other women in my family as well. I just don't have it. But you also want to hang out with visionary creators because your vision for impact, for legacy, is often very bold and very big. And a visionary creator will get that and will also be a great person to be able to support you when you are unsure or mistrusting of what you want to create. Because if a visionary creator can sense that and see what's possible for you, she'll tell you. Yeah. You also want to hang out with mediated diplomats They're your community of trusted and loyal advisors and supporters. They keep you real, keep you grounded, keep you honest, if you like. Not that the queen ruler is intentionally dishonest, but they just have a beautiful energy that is a great complement to the queen ruler archetype. 
And again, when I see mediated diplomat in a uh, an archetypal profile of a queen ruler, I love that there's that inner support within herself. Now, fears that can come up for queen rulers, fears like I will never be recognized as a leader I know I am destined to be. Others think that I am more important than them. Or that, sorry, let me rephrase it. Others think that I think I'm more important than them. Yep, that's the queen ruler way. And another fear often showing up for a queen ruler is how can I be so important when I'm struggling to survive? That's a big one that is really present for a lot of queen rulers when they're in a reality where perhaps they don't have the flow of financial means, they can't have the kind of support that they would usually invest in. So even like a cleaner at home or someone to help with certain things. Uh, they're not able to say eat at the kinds of places they would like to eat at, to wear the kind of clothing that they might like to wear. As I said, it's not necessarily a materialistic archetype. It's an archetype that that honors and and respects and is really grateful for quality. That's both experiences and things. So when she's struggling to feel like she's actually surviving for whatever reason, she can really feel disconnected from this archetype because it kind of just doesn't make sense to her. So things to generally be mindful of for queen rulers, like if you don't feel you're living the opulent and luxurious lifestyle the queen ruler desires and you believe deserves, you can 100% find it a challenge to charge, you know, what you're worth if you want to use that phrasing. And it's not about actually identifying a price and deciding that that is a reflection of your worth. I think it's more about being mindful of charging for the high-end experience that you're able to provide and share. You want to remember your gift for making decisions without emotion. That's actually incredibly important for cream rulers to honor that. And lead like you desire to lead now and embody your value. Don't wait until you feel like you've really connected with and able to share the queen that you are. So strengths that you can tap into on a regular basis with the queen ruler archetype, your natural leadership ability, your compassionate heart as a place to lead from, rather than from your head and, you know, kind of calculating in your, your mind about how to lead, sink into your heart. It's a beautiful place of compassion and lead from there. Your ability to make quick, impactful decisions without being swayed by emotion. This is actually influenced, as I said, by your other archetypes always. So be mindful of that. You want to take ownership and responsibility for your roles in life and work or business. Remove things and people that don't serve you, but with the utmost compassion for all involved because other people won't necessarily feel like there's being this comparison, um, compassion or consideration in some of those decisions that you make. So they may feel very emotional about them. So you want to be mindful of that. Want to lean into your strength to be able to take ownership and responsibility for your roles. You want to uh, lead by example, be inclusive and welcoming, show others what it means to self-care as I said, queen rulers are less likely in my experience of them to have challenges investing in both time, energy, money, all the things in things that we would refer to as self-care. I want to demonstrate that that luxury is a mindset and not just about the experiences and the things you want or own. You want to lean into your gift for vision because it is strong and it is to be trusted. You want to trust in your inner circle, knowing that they have your best interests at heart. Take action with energy and focus, outsource to achieve the result, vision faster, and at the highest quality you can, trust yourself, honor your desire for quality and luxury, and be the genuine, philanthropic, generous, and compassionate leader that people will know you to be and that you certainly are. 
Now, affirmations, if you've heard in uh, one of the previous episodes in this series, you may have heard me talk about affirmations. They're not like affirmations, which are a statement about something we want to experience. Affirmations put um, those kind of words that you would find in an affirmation and turn it into a question which taps into our brain in a different way. And I actually love affirmations and haven't used affirmations for a very long time because they just didn't make sense to me. Pretty sure that's my visionary creator archetype influencing that. Anyway, affirmations for Queen Ruler. What if I truly was born to lead on any scale I desire and to live an optimal life of luxury on my terms? What if it is safe for me to lead. Imagine if I was worthy of a quality life. What if leading from the heart was beautifully rewarding and enriching? Imagine if I was well regarded for how much I care as I lead. What if I could include others and still achieve my vision? Imagine if I could trust others to be loyal. What if being responsible starts with trusting myself? Imagine if my vision could be a reality. What if I could make the impact I desire to make while honouring who I am? And imagine if my standards of quality were realistic and appreciated by others. So affirmations, as I said, are great for standing kind of, you know, they taught, I remember learning about them and people would say, stand in the mirror and speak them out loud to yourself. Affirmations are great for reflection. I use mine often for journaling. I've been sharing, I created some affirmation cards for the archetypes years ago that I may actually end up turning into a product next year. I'm kind of leaning into that for 2024. I've been sharing them regularly in my stories on Instagram uh, which have been lots of fun to do and I'm certainly using them for myself. All right, the archetypal success pathway. The queen ruler activates and amplifies thriving when she embodies her thrive factor success pathway of self-leadership. While the thrive factor framework is a self-leadership framework, it's kind of next level self-leadership when you're a queen ruler. So as an abundant philanthropic soul and natural leader, she effortlessly takes charge and makes quick, impactful decisions that can benefit the the masses. And she filters everything through the lens of beauty. This archetype, the queen ruler, can get caught up in ego at times and let her powerful expression take over. And this is when she can often feel threatened by the world around her, the circumstances, groups, people, lots of different things. But yet at her core, she's compassionate and desires to support the greater good for all. Now, particularly influenced um, by the reality that she may also have the advocate rescuer archetype, the inspirer believer, the mother nurturer, those archetypes that are kind of more globally focused in terms of supporting others. She wants to be mindful of the importance of activating beauty in her life through design and environment because it's going to connect her to a soul's desire for a more beautiful, gracious world. And the Queen Ruler truly thrives when she gives herself the recognition required to own her desire for quality, beauty, and opulence. These are key parts of who she is. And they're just, you know, if they're not being honored, they're waiting to be honored. She can activate her effortless success zone by doing less of expecting others to do for you. Queen Rulers are very good at outsourcing. I have had Queen Rulers in my life that lean into my liberator engineer, particularly, and go, Jam, can you just do this for me? Um, No. I can't, I won't, (laughs) boundaries. You could do it for yourself or you could actually pay someone to do that for you. So do less of expecting others to do for you. 
removing people without heartfelt consideration, judging harshly, which the queen ruler can sometimes be very judgmental or being dismissive. But you can do more of stepping into your regal self, celebrating yourself as a leader, giving back to your community, creating VIP experiences for yourself and others to activate your effortless success zone. All right, let's move into the final of our 12 archetypes, the mother nurturer, the ultimate caregiver. Now, before I share more about her through the lens of the different uh, ways we've been looking at each of the archetypes, I will just say that in my community, the mother nurturer is one of the least frequently seen archetypes that shows up in women in business. I see her more in women that are not in business that I've profiled, and it doesn't mean that mother nurturers are not destined or able to lead incredible businesses, but in my personal community, which will be influenced by who I am, the different archetypes I am, and how they magnetize women that have similar interests, desires, ambition, the mother nurturer has not been as present, which has been a really interesting thing to observe. So the ultimate caregiver is the mother nurturer. She has a gift of care and nurture, and they are so valued by others who have had the privilege to be considered and included in her world as family. Things to always know and remember about the mother nurturer, she mothers everyone and everything, like literally. She doesn't have to be your mother. If she's considered that you are like family, you will be mothered by her. It's just who she is and what she does. She's abundant with her love, sometimes so much that it's overwhelming for others. She's deeply feeling, genuinely compassionate. She can be dependable, loyal, and trusting. She's instinctive and in tune with her, intuition, with her intuition. Think mother's instincts, yeah, or motherly instinct. She's empowering and able to let her family find their own wings and soar. She can get distracted from her role of self-nurture by focusing on nurturing others as a priority. She loves to have her family around a table sharing a big meal together. She's not necessarily going to cook it, but a lot of mother nurturers do actually enjoy cooking and feeding those that they love. And she holds the possibility of loving too much. Like I remember having a conversation some years ago now with my elder two nieces about my mum's mother nurture archetypes. I've just realized that today's episode, I'm talking about two of my mum's archetypes but they were trying to understand the mother nurture energy. And I said to them both, and they got it straight away. You know how sometimes when you're like in nanny's presence or around nanny or you've had time with her, you kind of feel so loved that you can't breathe. And they're like, yeah. Then when they got it straight away, that can be the energy of the energy of the mother nurture in terms of how much she loves you. It's demonstrative often. And so overwhelming for a lot of us that can struggle to really lean into the, that um, emotional energy that a mother nurturer can have. And there's a fine line of real nuance between mothering and smothering. Flows through to business as well. Okay, let's talk about the four M's of momentum. Mindset for a mother nurturer, it's around being open, generous, loving, big-hearted, inclusive. You want to show that you love or show that love you have to yourself and then share with others. It's a bit like putting on your oxygen mask first. Nurture yourself first and then share with others how you do this as a way for them to understand how and how to do it for themselves. From a marketing perspective, caring for others and mothering in a supportive way is how you create a sense of family and show that you are generous with your support and your love. 
You build a heart connection that is real and abundant and valued by others so boldly. Share that. Share your family ways. Share the importance of family and business and, and how you genuinely care because these are going to give so much opportunity for you to really be in the space of who you are when you're marketing whatever it is that you sell through your business. I have seen the mother nurturers that many of them that I have worked with as clients over the years create community and they will refer to it as their business family, which is, of course, exactly what a mother nurturer does. And people in that community feel like they are loved like family members, like like appreciated, you know, family members, because I guess the, the thing to mention there is that not every family is is in harmony. From a mother, uh, money perspective for the mother nurturer, generous and abundant. You will be more generous though when you nurture yourself and invest in taking care of yourself first. Plus you will attract increasing abundance to you by doing this. Caring and abundance go hand in hand. So self-nurturing will unlock things like money flow for a mother nurturer. And if you're not feeling taken care of when it comes to like your money mindset will be challenged. So you want to take care of you as a priority. Magnetism. Being genuinely loving and nurturing attracts those wanting a gentle, kind, and generous and supportive experience. So I guess if you want to think about golden rule of thumb from a magnetism perspective for the mother nurturer, it's to abundantly share or show how you care. You'll draw the right grateful souls your way and they'll bring others with them. And usually there can be a beautiful space of being able to create a harmonious community that feels like family where it's a generous uh, give and take rather than everyone leaning into you and expecting you to take care of them because you don't want to do that. You can do that easily. That's part of who you are. Okay, activation question for the mother nurturer. Where and how am I not nurturing myself and what can I do and will I do to change that? Profitable wisdom focus for mother nurturer. Creating a nurtured experience for others is your gift and that can show up in a multitude of forms. So you want to give to others after you've given to yourself. I hope that I'm happy that's about the third or fourth time I've mentioned something along those lines. So if you haven't got that yet, Mother Nurturer, really pay attention to it. You are infinitely more magnetic when you are self-nurturing and showing others how to do the same. As I said, close-knit community connection is part of your magic. So create it. If that feels like you want to do that and be a part of that, create it. I often describe Mother Nurtures as being like a big warm hug. Now that's when they are feeling loved and appreciated and like they're able to support those that they consider family and that could be perceived family, not just their real family. So, you know, lean into that and enjoy that. From a content ideas perspective, anything that is aligned with your products and services where you can demonstrate your own experience, learning self-care and anything to do with family and creating a family type connection as a family style community is 100% important to a mother nurturer. Potential challenge, smothering instead of empowering. I talked about that a little bit before. Giving too much to justify your presence, overabundance of energy going into other people and not yourself. Dropping everything in business because your family want you for something. I've seen that play out in quite destructive ways for some mother nurturers in business. And yes, family is important. Those you love and care for, those that care about you, they are important. But if you have a business, you can't also automatically drop everything in your business and just kind of lean back for, I've seen even weeks at a time. Uh, and then expect to pick up your business, you know, again, and that all of your business family are going to be there waiting for you because they might not be. Fears from other nurturer. 
I won't be loved by everyone. I won't or don't have time for business and my family. And what if I'm not available when my family needs me? So they're common kind of fears that show up for mother nurture and business. Other things to be mindful of, lack of consistency in business because, because of that family first, overbearing with your delivery of your offer, kind of it's that smotherer effect. Challenge with ability to give your self-care it can impact your self-worth and confidence and valuing yourself based on your perceived value to your family. You know, that is not necessarily something that you're able to put a, a, a true value on, Yeah. Strengths to tap into daily or regularly as a mother nurturer, your gift for nurturing, but apply it to yourself first. Self-appreciation, remembering to be empowering is to lead by example. Trust you've done an incredible job as a leader in your family and then let them go out into the world and thrive. Your abundance of love, give something to yourself first, even if it feels, say, uncomfortable to. Make healthy and nourishing food choices. Do things that include things you love. So, you know, it's okay to spoil yourself. Include yourself wherever you can. Celebrate achievements of your children and family members without attaching your value to those achievements. Be gentle and kind to yourself. Love yourself as much as you love your family. Celebrate yourself frequently. Book a day spa. Yeah. Do something that's, you know, one of your favorite self-care things. It's okay to do that. Let go of the, the mother guilt energy that can often come for mother nurturers about doing something for self and share a meal perhaps with those that you love. Affirmations. What if I could have both a family and business that I loved and felt nurtured by? What if it's safe for me to love myself and my family? Imagine it's safe for me to take care of me. What if I could easily appreciate myself? Imagine if my value is not based on the kind of mother I think I am or believe I am. What if doing something for me was welcomed by those I love most? Imagine if my family did appreciate me. What if choosing me made me a better mother? Imagine if my life was more than me being a parent. What if I made healthy, loving choices for myself? Imagine if I valued who I am as an individual. The archetypal success pathway, mother nurturers activate and amplify thriving when they embody their thrive factor success pathway of self-nurture. As a family-oriented soul, she can be super inclusive when you're considered family. And I did, will just point out here that mother nurturers don't necessarily have their own birthed children, but they do tend to have children and family members in abundance in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So just because you have the mother nurture archetype doesn't mean that you have children you may not have based on your age and position in life just yet, or you may never end up having them, but you have people around you that are considered and as important to you as you could, we could suggest real blood family. Yeah. But you also want to be mindful of that, that, you know, when you are super inclusive, it's when the mother nurturer can become the abundant caregiver for all. She really does filter everything through the lens of family. However, her greatest contribution is empowerment of her loved ones, which happens when she learns to support them and understand the difference between mothering and smothering. She wants to activate that self-care daily. I've been 
going on about that a lot because it's a, such an important thing for the mother nurturer and to create a nurtured reality because that creates an environment where she has a full cup from which to give to, for to give from I should say to care for and to guide others thus limiting depleting herself the mother nurturer truly thrives when she gives herself the love she craves from her family plus puts herself first leading by example when it comes to self-care and nurturing she can activate her effortless success zone by doing less of mothering her family or smothering her family seeking acknowledgement for being an awesome mother or mother figure nurturing others and forgetting herself or overindulging in different ways that would not be considered self-nurture or self-care. She can activate her effortless success zone by doing more of leading by example, providing loving support, trusting in her family to do right, self-care in abundance and anything that makes her feel nurtured and loved. Well, we did it. That's a wrap for today's episode. And the final one in this series of the business, you know, insights for the Thrifactor archetypes, maybe in the future, there will be another series focusing on a different view of the archetypes. Uh, I know a lot in my work comes through and this will be happening again when I bring an incredible program back to life in January of 2024, the opportunity to go more in depth to the four M's of momentum, the mindset, marketing, money, and magnetism for each of the archetypes. So stay tuned. Who knows what series will come up again, but the Thrifact archetypes are going to continue to feature throughout She Leads, She Thrives because it's the, it is the cornerstone of my work. But this is a wrap for today's episode. Next week, we shift into episode 62, a fresh guest episode with a soul I've loved witnessing transform. I hope her story inspires you. I'm sure it will. I look forward to sharing that with you. But for today, as always, Superstar Wise Soul, remember this. This is a belief that I have. You, myself, everyone in the world, we were born to thrive and to follow our dreams, our visions, our ambition, our desires, to lead our life and business with ease and spaciousness. You are already a leader, you know, a self-led soul making waves, creating impact and legacy. And I will always believe in that reality for you, for us all, and I want you to know, as I often remind you, that if you don't get a sense yet of the possibility and potentiality all around you, I'll hold that space for you. Yeah, my vision creator has the potential to do that for all of us. Have the best week. Do something to celebrate you. Lean into the opulence and abundance of the, the queen ruler. Do something decadent that feels really, you know, different to what you usually do. Lean into more nurturing. Take on the energy of the mother nurturer. You know, celebrate though all that you are, all you're creating, all you're sharing and keep shining and keep thriving. And I will be back with you with a new episode very soon. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links, where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over. Mm-hmm.